You are now listening to the Lit Life Podcast, Living Life Autonomously, and I am your host, Autumn the Aries. As a gentle reminder, you can find me on all social media outlets, including Twitter, IG, and Facebook with the handle at Autumn the Aries. You can also find me on a variety of pod platforms, such as Anchor FM, which is actually where my show is hosted, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Please take the time to follow, like, and share on all platforms. If you have any questions or topic suggestions or would like to be a guest host, please email me at autumnthearies at gmail.com. Or if you have the Anchor app, you can actually send me a voice message and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Thanks again for tuning in and enjoy the show. Hey, it's your girl Autumn the Aries. I hope you all had a great weekend. I decided to come to you all with a little bit of a bonus episode uh, because I wanted to talk to you about... Freak Neat 2019. Um, I was there. I had a great time. And I just wanted to share my views about it. Um, I am, I think I've told you all before, I'm originally from Ohio. And I never got a chance to come down to um, the, you know, Freak Neat when it was like the real Freak Neat, like when it was really popping. Like I can remember hearing stories, um, of people, you know, from people who came down and they would come back up to, (laughs) you know, Ohio, they would come back home and be like, man, I just want to move to Atlanta. And I remember so many people literally moving to Atlanta to the point where, um, I never wanted to move to Atlanta because I was like, I mean, why am I going to move to Atlanta and everybody from here lived there and now I'm here, but that's a totally different story. Um, so anyway, I, I took the due diligence to do just a little bit of research. And when I say a little bit, I mean, very minimal, like not even enough to write two paragraphs about, but I wanted to, um, to take some time and just kind of see how it started and you know I've heard stories and and things like that but I kind of wanted to do my own research so simple google search brought me to the wikipedia page that brought me to a website called ourfreaknick.com and what this website looks like is the um the people who like legitimately started Freaknik, which was back in um, 1982. But it wasn't, I don't think that's when they started calling it Freaknik. Like, I, I, I couldn't read or skim fast enough and I was being impatient. But um, basically, it was a picnic it was very 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 small and it was for like a group of people who for whatever reason could not get back to their hometowns during spring break and so over the years it just kind of grew um 
and and I didn't realize that it started like in the 80s like I thought it was a 90s thing um there was also something I saw that said that it used to be called Fricknick so it was like F-R-I-C-N-I-K or N-I-C because it was like a cross between um the words uh fraternize and picnic so i you know I, that wasn't on like the our freaknik site that was actually on the wikipedia so i don't know how true that is at any rate um it grew over the years and another thing that i did not realize was that you know when it came came about in the 90s that it actually was a concert so like I thought that it was literally just like a, a, a just one big like not necessarily a block party but like I don't know like a citywide block party or something I don't know I mean I knew that it was mainly for spring break I knew that it was mainly you know for college college students um and again I knew plenty of people who came down for it but I didn't really and I knew that there were like stars and stuff there but I didn't know that there was like an actual concert like I could see you know in my own head that maybe there was a concert put on during the time that Freaknik was going on but I didn't think that there was an actual concert kind of like what they did this year so anyway, and and um, if you guys, um, you know, know more or, or feel like you want to tell me because you were here, you know, hit me up. You already know how. <coughs> Excuse me. So anyways, um, moving on. So in, in 1994, they said that there were at least a million people in the city for Freaknik. Like. <laughs> that came to visit the Atlanta area for Freaknik. Like, that's wild. Said that the streets were super packed. Like, people missed, you know, um, uh, very important things, weddings, um, all types of stuff because, you know, we was just out here freaking in the middle of the street. <laughs> and I just think to myself, man, what a time to be alive. Like, why could I have not made it down here for Freaknik? Now, um, of course, you know, we, we know that there are some bad thoughts about Freaknik because um, of how over-sexualized it was. Um, and recently, a lot of videos have surfaced with... Um, a lot of groping and, you know, a lot of people being inappropriate. Uh, but for the most part, I, I've really only heard like super exciting things that happen. So that's, you know, that's that on that about the past. Freaknik 2019, Freaknik Fest 2019 was brought to you all by the After Nine Partners, uh, which is, our, I guess, our local promoters here to Atlanta. Uh, when I saw a few months ago 
that they were having this concert, I'm like, who gonna be on the ticket? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't know if I've ever told you guys, but I love concerts and since especially like the outside concerts and since I've been in Atlanta like I think I've seen just about every single person alive that I could possibly see that I wanted to see so I'm hype right I'm like super hype like I followed the uh the Facebook page um I'm like yeah this is you know it's about to be lit so I, I don't think at first they really weren't putting out like bunch of artists and then um they said Luke wasn't gonna be on there I do remember that was one of the first people that they were talking about and I'm like oh bet then they said like the brat and Trina I'm like I'm in that thing they said Adina Howard I was like what and then um the very last flyer that came out they went on ahead and drop juvie on there so i've already seen juvenile and it was recently it was within the last i don't know three and a half years maybe i saw juvie but i'm like for this i have got to go because i have got to see him again so um a couple of months before the actual concert uh the promoters posted a link for a group me on um on their Facebook page and I'm like okay let me get up in this group me now I kind of already knew what it was kind of going to be of course everybody well not everybody but um you know the a, a good amount of the people was in there basically looking for some freaks um lots of 90s babies <laughs> not those of us who live through the 90s or you know however you want to say it but like people actually born born in the 90s and 2000s so you know lots and lots of of young people um I knew I would be one of the oldest people in the group at 40 but it was whatever you know I I wasn't tripping I'm like let me get up in here see what they're talking about so um the good thing about the group me was we kind of got to, we got like inside scoops on things because the promoters actually opened the group me. And so um, we knew like, again, when I said like they put Julie on the flyer, we knew before like the general public that Juvenile was going to be on there. They let us know every time um, when the tickets were about to go up. Um, they let us know, I mean like everything. So there was an article that came out and from what I understand, it was one of their publicists, um, talked to AJC or the news or something or whatever, or wrote an article or something. I don't know. And, and deemed, uh, Freaknik as a family friendly event. <laughs> And so, like, the internet went wild, Twitter, Facebook, everything went wild. Like, come on now, freak me, family friendly. And um, somebody posted the article in the group, in the group me, and one of the promoters was like, yeah, no, that's not what it is. We had to hurry up and put out a correction for that. And, he, you know, he was just like, it's not necessarily going to be, um, 
like X rated, but it's not going to be for children. Like it's, it's a 21 and up, um, type of event. And he was like, you know, I don't know. Our, our publicist just got kind of in over her head with that, <laughs> with the whole family friendly thing. So like the whole time, you know, when pe- while people are posting this or the conversation is coming up, I'm correcting them like, okay, no, that was a mistake. You know, I it's, it's not that. I mean, that's just not what it's going to be. So um, at any rate, um, you know, we, we looked forward to it. My cousin came down. Um, you know, we've been hype about it these last couple of weeks. Like, oh, my God, it's going to be so lit. Again, I'm getting these updates in the group me um, about all the different things that's happening. Like, the promoters were super freaking cool. Like, they, you know, came to us to get volunteers, and they gave them a nice little upgrade for their tickets for it. I mean, like, the promoters were so darn cool. Um, even, I think, I, I want to say that they even um, had a couple of people from the group uh, helped them with like t-shirt designs and you know all types of stuff so and they just kept us abreast of of everything that was going on like we didn't have to go and search for information um they had everything for us right then and there so shout shout out to them so anyway um i think they had like 30 something people um on the ticket um, there were a lot of, in, in, you know, earlier in the show, because they initially they started the show at five o'clock, but then they pushed it all the way back to like one o'clock because they just kept adding artists, which is the reason why um, the tickets had started going up or whatever, which I don't think they went up too much, but um, that's how that works. Um, so anyway... They had, we, we did, okay, let me back up for a second. We knew that there was rain in the forecast, right? I think everybody knew that there was rain in the forecast. We also knew that it was going to be hot as hell. Like, I think it was supposed to get up to like 89 degrees or something. And the venue that they were having this at is wide open. Like, there's no trees Um, there's a very small amount of covered seating, but the rest is like just straight up on the lawn. You know, you rent a chair from them or you have a, um, you know, a chair of your own. It has to be very small. Can't bring, you know, a bunch of stuff in there with you, whatever, what have you. But, um, we we knew, you know, we knew it was going to rain. We knew. And I've been to so many concerts out there and I've been to concerts in the rain, but a lot of times, you know, it just rains and it goes away. So anyway, we got there around three o'clock, which is what we intended to do. Uh, so we actually missed, let's see, who did we miss? Um, there were some independent artists, um, a group called The Organization. We missed Charlie Boy. Uh, Black Day, This and That, and Play Poncho. So for the record, I really don't know who any of those people are aside from Charlie Boy. Uh, so I, it I, it didn't really, you know, we we kind of intended to miss that. But I hope they did well, and I hope they were well well received. <coughs> um, 
there was an artist there named Chameleon and I didn't know who she was. Um, I, she was, you know, she put on a, a decent little show. I didn't know who she was until the song Twerk For Me came on. And I remember hearing it on the radio, uh, I don't know, maybe a month ago. And I was like, why, why is this a song? Like, what is this? <laughs> what is this? Um, I just couldn't get with it, but that's just me. Uh, but it is a catchy song. Like, you know, it's one of them songs, if you hear it enough, you'll definitely bop to it and and, and dance to it. So eh, it, it was cool. Um, then the East Side Boys, or it was like the, the, the crunk set or ATL crunk set were up next. Now, I saw ATL Crunk set at the Super Bowl, um, the free concerts for the Super Bowl. I also saw the ATL Crunk set at One Music Fest last year. So, it wasn't um, a huge deal for me to see them, but every time I see them, I'm like super damn excited <laughs> i mean for any any of y'all who lived through that like atl crunk music phase like it, it just it's like mind-blowing like to see them up there to see them still as energetic as they are and they get the crowd hype now this time around soon as they got up there it started raining so <laughs> We had, um, we had this, it's like a inflatable couch. Uh, Yeah, I guess maybe two people can sit on it, but it doesn't look like a couch. It just looks like this big inflatable long tube that you just kind of sit in. So, um, when everybody started scattering, uh, we kind of let the air out of it and sat under it like it was a tent and then so there were people in there that had like these little tents and I I was surprised that you know the people didn't make them take it down because technically you're not supposed to have anything over like nine inches off the ground but um I I wasn't mad I'm I'm like damn they in there they you know they they staying uh dry like I was a little jelly but we took the little tube thing and just kind of sat under it (laughs) <laughs> it was raining so hard y'all like then it started hailing like it was a real live hail storm I was like you have got to be kidding me but we could tell like it was moving fast it didn't move fast enough but it was moving fast so that's what was going on when like the east side boys were up there um God, it was somebody else up there with them. It was like, like I said, it's like this whole ATL crunk set. Um, so we couldn't really, really enjoy it. it, it now, the pe- some a lot of people ran down and just got under like the cover area, which technically you're not, like unless you have a ticket, you're not supposed to be under there. But um, that's what they did, which was smart. And a lot of other people probably, you know, ran to the bathroom or whatever what have you. So then, uh, let's see, uh, I, I can't remember like the actual order, but Adina Howard was there 
and um Adina looked damn good like Adina looked good y'all still um vocals on point uh, I was glad to hear you know the two hits that I liked from her um t-shirt and my panties and freak like me of course downside about Adina was I was expecting a little bit more out of her um really so she did one song where she brought like some guy up on the stage in a chair and kind of did a little lap dance or whatever but to be honest like I expected her to do a little bit more than to just walk back and forth across the stage right because that's really all she did she literally walked from one now she looked good doing it and she sounded good doing it but especially for like freak like me I I don't know I ain't expect her to get up there and get butt naked and, you know, grind the floor or nothing. But I just expected a little bit more from her. Um, but overall, she she was good. It was good to see her. Um, then they had the one set with, like, uh, Kilo Ali, Raheem the Dream, DJ Taz. And so I didn't, well, I've, I had heard of Raheem the Dream. Now, y'all don't knock me because again I'm not from Atlanta and these were all like Atlanta artists from what I understand um I had heard of Raheem the Dream and I'm not really sure if I had heard of the other ones but um the music sounded familiar so it, you know again it was something to something to rock to um the the natives here definitely were into them um same with like uh who, who else um Pastor Troy, you know, he, and I, I know of Pastor Troy, so, you know, I, I'm, and he, but he comes like Pastor Troy, let me say this, Pastor Troy, uh, Bun B, A-Ball MJG, um, they come to all of the Atlanta concerts. Like, I'm pretty sure that about 90% of the concerts that I've been to, they've all been there. So I've, I've seen them all, it, you know, it wasn't like a huge deal for me, but, um, again, like the Southerners, like <laughs> the Atlanta folks, like they live for these artists. And, and it brings me joy because I love the fact that people rock with, you know, rock so hard, um, with people from, you know, their, their areas. Like I do the same thing. I'm originally from Toledo, Ohio, and you know, we ain't got a whole lot to come out of Toledo, Ohio, but people like Life Jennings, like I'm, I'm always trying to like go support his shows and stuff like that. So I, I get it, but they, you know, they, they always put on a good show as well. Uh, 95 South was there. Uh, Project Pat was there. Um, you know, they were cool. Again, I, I think that they were, um, a, a, you know, some artists to get the party started. Um, you know, whoop, there it is, and chicken head. You know, you're always going to bob your head when you hear stuff like that. So they were cool. Um, little Scrappy came up. <laughs> and, you know, he had, you know, of course, he 
he shut it down. He did a great job. Um, it was good for me to hear no problems because I had never, you know, seen him in concert. So it's good to, to hear that live. And then out comes Mama D. Talk about in that order. And I was weak. Like she didn't really sing the song or rap the song or whatever it is that she does. But she just danced. And, you know, I thought it was cute. Because he was like, yeah, you know, I can't go nowhere without family. I had to bring my family out. And she came out there. So that was that was what's up. Uh, who else? Uh, oh, okay. Twista. I didn't know how much I needed to see Twista in concert. Like, this man got up here and did not miss a beat like he literally came out in like a red hat and a white tee and some red like track suit pants and um some shoes to match and looking like he was straight coming out you know from the 90s with an outfit that that just keeps on going like you can't go wrong with these particular outfits and you know even though I don't think I ever really bought like a Twista album. I think it was just more his features. Like he always made a song better. And he came out there and he did all them songs. Like I lost my mind when he did um, his verse to um, Pope Pimp. Um, 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 what's the song with um, Jamie Foxx? I can't even think of the name of the song, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Like, Twister got up there and shut it 100% down. He, I just cannot understand how, I'm like, you can't drink or smoke or nothing that messes with your memory. Because how are you clearly, you know, spitting these words out at like 374 words per minute and you just don't miss a beat? So, Twista was definitely a treat. Like, I was 100% hype about Twista. Big time. Um, And then somebody who I, since I moved to Atlanta, like, actually would love to meet, you know, like, face-to-face, like, a meet-and-greet. Uh, but when I saw this person on the ticket, I was like, oh, I'm in that bitch. And that was the brat. Y'all, brat is still the shit. Period. Like, I mean, she came out there, of course, did all the faves, um, what do you like? Of course, Funkify. Uh, only thing, only song I wish he would have also done was uh, For All of Y'all. And I understand that that wasn't like a, I don't even know. Was it a single? Did she come out? Was that a single? I don't know. But that was my shit. That's all I know. Um, but she did the word up. Hey, she did that song. Give them to you. Um, She was just. She was everything that I wanted her to be. <laughs> so, like, I was just, I was hype. And, you know, of course, she always looks good. No matter what she has on, face always beat. 
Like she just Brad gave me so much life. So kudos to the Brad. Um then there was kind of like some I don't know, it was like um it was like this these weird intermissions that nobody could really understand. Um and one was like huge and it was right before like Luke and Juvie were supposed to come out. And so I finally looked at the the lineup and I'm like, well, where's Foxy Brown? Where the hell is Foxy Brown at? Um, later come to find out Foxy was like 45 minutes late and technically they're supposed to be there like an hour before their set. She was 45 minutes late, like after her set started. So that's why she did not perform. Um, but I still am trying to figure out like why, what, what, what else or why else they were stalling so hard the way that they were. Like, I just didn't really, it didn't really make sense to me because there was just so much in between time. Um, and then Jazzy Faye was there and he, like, first there was a, um, there was a comedian. I can't even think of his name, y'all, my bad. But it's almost like he was replaced by Jazzy Faye. And, you know, yeah, Jazzy Faye has been a, you know, the creator of a whole lot of damn hits. But Jazzy Faye, we were sick and tired of Jazzy Faye, y'all. Like, nothing he was saying was relevant. And we were just tired and, you know, Nobody just wanted to hear what he had to say. I'm just leaving it at that. I mean, again, he got his for days. Much love to him. But him, like, doing this hosting thing or whatever it was he was doing. And I, I just, it just wasn't okay for us. Um. So, anyway, um, then, oh, Trina. Trina, this Trina is still the baddest bitch, FYI, okay, when she came out, she had this lime green bodycon type of dress, y'all know how fat her ass is, y'all know how cute she is, you know, she didn't have, you know, the clown makeup on or anything like that, like, she's, she's always looked so, um, like soft to me, like her, her, um, makeup and stuff is always very soft. Uh, but anyway, let me stop lusting. Trina got out there and shut the shit down. Now I was hyped. So soon as she dropped that verse off of baddest bitch, now I really wish she would have done the entire song. Okay. I recorded the verse she did which was that first verse and I was way too excited to spit the lyrics as I've known them by heart for all the years so I had to crack I cracked myself up listening to the damn video this morning because I'm like bitch you really messed that whole <laughs> that whole verse up but anyway um um she did great like again just another person that I was so freaking happy to see so kudos to Trina um 
then I get in the group chat and you know, I don't know what made me. Oh, I, I went to look in there because like I said, they were stalling. I'm like, maybe, you know, they didn't put something in here. So the promoters were like, and this was at like nine 20 or something like that. And they're like, um, Missy Elliott just pulled up. Uh, she's set to perform in 30 minutes. Like this, this is a surprise y'all hearing it here first. So I'm like, okay, I could go for Missy, but I'm thinking to myself. And then as soon as I'm thinking, somebody posted like, okay, well, it's, you know, 930 now or whatever. Who's not performing? Because, you know, we still got Luke. We still got Juvenile. So like somebody, something is going on and, you know, what's going on. But of course, you know, nobody was really answering. So next up surprisingly comes out juveniles and I'm like well I thought they said Missy but all right whatever so Juvie come out now Juvie was the headliner so first it was like like I told y'all earlier first it was Luke and then Juvie um they put Juvie on the ticket and they put him as the headliner as a person to you know close the show out but he came on before Luke. So I'm like, nigga, is Luke not going to be here? Like, what's going on? Anyway, I didn't want to think too much into it. I had to enjoy Juvie again. Pretty sure Juvie was drunk. He came out there and he was just, I don't know, it was just his mannerism. <laughs> but I loved every single moment of it. And um, a part of his show, what he does, like I said, this is my second time seeing him. He'll, you know, he'll rap and he doesn't miss a beat at all. You know, some, you know, some, some of these older artists will, will, you know, forget their lines and shit. He, he don't miss a beat. Like he, when he come out there with Han and he come out there, you know, with some 400 degrees shit, like, you know, he took it all the way back and brought out just some, some songs that he wasn't even on. Like, um, uh, you know, some shit with Manny Fresh and Baby. I, you know, my mind be gone, y'all. But he shut it down, as he always does. But another thing that he does is they'll play the music. You know, they'll play it for like two verses, and then it, the music cuts off, and then he finishes it without the music. I don't know if that's just a part of his show, but he did that both times that I've seen him. Any either way, kudos to motherfucking juvenile. Um, ain't missing a beat out here I would pay to see him again for a third time um he's just he's great in concert and kudos to the fact that back that ass up came out 20 years ago and it's being passed down <laughs> it's it's being passed down from um the Zinnios to the millennials and everybody still loves it so i'm glad that he's still making money off of that um it, it'll forever be a true bop and something for the culture like you just cannot take that away from him and manny fresh for like manny fresh is a fucking national treasure like these beats and stuff that he come that he's always come up with like you know it's a manny fresh beat 
but maybe that's something I'll go into on another um, podcast episode because I've already gotten long-winded and I'm like 35 minutes into this. So let me wrap this up. So after Juvie comes out Luke. Now, it is 10, I don't know, was it like 10, 15 or something like that when he came out? I don't know. It was late. Venue closes at 11. So that means, y'all, you know, almost everybody need to be out or on their way out at 11 o'clock. Luke got up there, and this is my second time seeing him. He The very first concert I ever went to, I think I was like 16 or 17, was a Luke concert um, back in Toledo, Ohio at the Toledo Rec Center. And it was very ratchet. And I'm here for the ratchet. So that's why I was hyped when I was like, bet Uncle Luke going to be here. Luke came out, brought out his dancer. So he had um, these two dancers come out. And then he had the third dancer come out, which was a BBW. Um, and all three of them killed it. It was just like, yes. And, and one of the songs, like, they were taking off. They had on these um like jumpsuits or whatever and they were taking them off and the bbw kind of got stuck in her suit but you know we cheered her on she finally got that bitch off and sh- shook her ass so that's all that mattered it worked out but every like when i say we got probably 45 seconds to a minute of of each of his hits and we're like is going on like what like you can't get us started on scar you can't get us started on doodoo brown and not play the whole song you can't get us started on pop that coochie and not play the whole song or at least half or three quarters of the song like we we were supposed to like literally be broke down after just scarred like I shouldn't have been able to walk after trying to not twerk because that ain't what we called it back then we called it freaking which was just basically shaking our ass so I should have been completely broken down after just one Luke song is what I'm getting at and I wasn't because his set was rushed. And then he said something like, man, uh, fuck this promoter or this fuck ass promoter or something he said. I don't know if he was beefing with the promoters. They ain't addressed it in the group chat. Uh, but we knew that the, the, uh, venue was shutting down. We knew that. So I don't, I still don't know what happened now. There was some chick in the crowd and he, she didn't have a shirt on, no shirt. Like she had on some red, like high waist, um, like booty shorts, I guess they were. It, It looked like a bathing suit bottom to me, but maybe they were booty shorts. I don't know, but she didn't have on no shirt y'all. Nah, just titties just out and swinging. So he was like, I'm going to let you come up on stage, but you got to put your shirt on. And he kept saying it, and she came up on stage, still didn't have a shirt on. I mean, it was just kind of, like, very awkward and tacky. And then she was like, "Um, I want Trina. 
and Trina never came out there. I don't know, y'all. It was, <laughs> it was just really awkward. And I know, like, the show that I saw with him all those years ago, you know, he let people come up, you know, little strippers or whatever, what have you, or just people who wanted to be up there, let them come up there, shake their butt, whatever. But this time around, it was just... I mean, it was hype. Like, he was hype. You know, you hear his voice and you get hype. But it was funny because, like, after the first song, like, his voice was started getting hoarse. <laughs> it was just like, dude, you're like Uncle Luke for real. Like, you're unk. So, I don't know. It was, I, I could have gotten a little bit more from, from Luke. I was still excited to see him. Still enjoyed every second that he was up there aside from the girl up there with her titty swinging because I just didn't I don't know. I just felt some type of way about it. Now, I didn't feel any type of way about anybody out there who was butt naked. So, I don't really know why I felt some type of way about her being on stage. I I don't know. I'm I put myself on on front street for that because I really don't know I don't know, it was just uncomfortable or something. But, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know what that was about. Anyways, um, but Freaknik was what you think it would be, you know, all these years later. Um, it wasn't, you know, I, I didn't see any any consent being, being violated. <laughs> you know, everybody automatically thought it was just going to be like, rapist central or something I don't know didn't see any of that saw plenty of naked women um or not necessarily completely naked but you know um and they may have had on like a bodysuit with a thong or they may have had on um you know fishnet a fishnet outfit with some pasties um but I I mean I, I didn't feel any type of way about that. I was like, bet, nigga, you know what I'm saying? Go out here and, and get your freak nigga on like it. You know, if that's how you feeling that freak nigga, that's how you feeling that freak nigga. And y'all know I'm I'm a, a nudist anyway. So, I you know, I don't, it's really just not a big deal for me to be around naked people. So, that didn't, that wasn't a big deal. And and I am i don't care what they're, you know, what, what they're built like. I don't care what their size is. I don't care. I just pe- think people should be able to embrace themselves um, and, and be naked whenever they want to. So that, none of that bothered me. Um, the, a lot of guys showed up with like great 90s themes, out, themed outfits. There were a lot of airbrush t-shirts. There was this one guy who had like this... He kind of, kind of took it more to the '80s with the chain, cause he had like that dookie braid, that dookie twist chain. But my man did take it to the '90s with this pager on his hip, like legit had a pager on his hip, a real one. And I was like, I, I was ma- kind of mad at myself for not like dressing, doing the whole '90s thing, because that's my thing. Like I've gone to. Um, 80s and 90s parties and made it a priority to dress for that decade and this time I did I mean I I guess what I had on could have gone over any decade but I'm talking like like they had on airbrush shirts I could have should have found me like a bar simpson t-shirt or stuff like that you know what I'm saying just to be in the 90s and in the field so um if they decide to do it next year I would definitely be um more in character 
But, um, oh, also the DJ was horrible. So let me tell y'all why the DJ was horrible. And I don't know if there were like, I guess maybe there were a couple of different DJs, but the main DJ, like we heard Swag Surf a good five times. Um, we heard like so many songs, you know, they play Meg, they play Cardi B, you know, they, you know, City Girls. We've heard all these songs, you know, all of, you know, Migos, all of them. We heard all this stuff four or five times over when this was supposed to be a 90s vibe. And I'm good. Okay, let me just put this out there. I'm good with all those artists I just said. Good with them. And would have been very okay with hearing their music, um, you know, in between the 90s stuff. There's, there were, there's too much 90s music that they could have played. Like, I, I had said to myself, damn, I ain't even heard Poison by BBD. And they, they ended up playing it in, like, that same loop. Like, I guess all the DJs got that same damn Poison loop that's connected with a bunch of other songs. But, you know, we should have had, there should have been a DJ there that was very familiar with 90s music and play majority 90s music and just sprinkled in, you know, here and there some music from now, you know, some trap, some, you know, some, um, you know, these local artists, the Atlanta artists, the, you know, whatever, just, you know, Meg, Cardi, all them could have sprinkled that in. So hopefully, uh, and we told the promoters this in the group me, so hopefully, They'll take that into consideration if they decide to bring Freaknik back. Oh, and I forgot. I meant to say this at the beginning, and I'm going to shut up in a minute. When we got there, we're walking in, and there were protesters. So Atlanta is one of the places, I don't care where you go, what type of big event it is. Like, there's always some sort of protesters. And when I was looking through the hashtag on Twitter uh, earlier this morning, it came up. So... The protesters were, I wrote it down, Israel United in Christ. And it had to been, I don't know, like 300 black men out there. They all had on uh, purple t-shirts with gold letters. Um, and and I think, <laughs> I, 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 I think. I don't know what I think. What I know is we were walking up and they gave us like these pamphlets, which, you know, cool. Okay, whatever. But there was this guy like on a horn and he's like screaming aggressively and basically saying that um, we're, we, we were all going to hell when we die and we're going to die tonight. He, he literally said. Y'all going to get shot. Y'all going to have, uh, get HIV. Y'all going to have other STDs. You're going to have bastard children. Like when I say these were exact words, maybe not in that order, but exact words that were coming out of this man's mouth. I'm like, damn, they're like, you're out here naked. We walked past them and they was like, Hey sister, you want to, uh, Come and listen to us. Nah, she don't want to come and listen to us. They want to go and shake they shake they butts. And I almost think they were cussing. 
But I mean, I don't know <laughs> what works for y'all, but for me, like, you're not going to tell me that I'm going to go into this concert and get shot and then expect me to expect that to be a reason for me not to go into the concert or expect that to be a reason for me to come and join forces with y'all. Like I I'm, I'm all for any type of positive black movements. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that this, what they were doing was, was supposed to be, but I was not okay with any of that. Like it made me very uncomfortable and I I don't know. I I just think that, I don't know. I'm not going to, you know, go into their organization again. I I didn't do any research. I'm not really sure um, what the actual organization is about. Um, Y'all can look that up for yourselves. The website was IsraelUnite.org. So y'all can look that up yourselves. But it was very aggressive. Like, I, I just, I don't know. I just didn't expect that. But anyway, yeah, they were out there. And, of course, you had all of your vendors um, outside of the venue who ain't paid no um, vending fee. <laughs> out there getting their hustle on in, in true hood fashion. They got their... um their their waters and Gatorades that they selling for a dollar or two dollars. They got their uh, snacks out there. They got their little ice cream uh, machine thingies that they selling out of. They got their grills and and food and t-shirts. So overall, after I've talked um, almost fifty minutes now, Freaknik, what's the shit? I mean, despite the rain, um. Despite the confusion and whatever was going on with the lineup, I, you know, me and my crew, we had a great time. Um, Would I do it again? Absolutely. Depending on the artists uh, that are going to be there. Um, uh, Oh, the night before we we did, because they had events all weekend. They had community service events. They had a can of brunch. They had um, after parties. I heard all of that stuff was lit. We went to um, Trap and Paint on Friday night. That was sponsored by Freaknik. Uh, if you had a tick, if you had a Freaknik ticket and you bought uh, the the ticket for your Trap and Paint was only fifteen dollars as opposed to forty. Um, and I had never done Trap and Paint, so it was fun. Only thing is, of course, I was used to like the Sip and Paint where they give you like all the instructions on what you need to, how you need to paint your person (laughs) or paint your picture. And this time they was like, Hey, take the black and outline what we've drawn. And then y'all do whatever the hell y'all want to do. So, (laughs) but the music was cool. Um, nice DJ. Uh, The drinks we had were good. Um, it was at pen and proper, which is a, a really nice venue for things like that. So, um, overall, I want to say kudos to uh, After Nine Partners and their uh, resurrection of Freaknik, uh, the 2019 edition. I look forward to more events by that um, that group, and I hope those of you that went enjoyed it. 
thanks for coming out to listen to me uh hopefully i'll have some new content for you all soon peace